The intro songs seem extra long today, Valerie. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just the anticipation. This is Pals, Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. The intro songs seem extra long today, Valerie. Oh, no. All right, so we have an echo. Tommy D Mm -hmm. is going to fix it. But in the interim, I guess I'll just talk. So it is. I'm back. The, I'm back. I'm back. He's I'm back. back. Thank you. Know you know what happened? I'm back. I'm back. You know what happened? I'm yeah. watching us on Facebook as I always do, ah. and I thought I had it muted and I didn't. So apparently, you got to hear what I hear, my voice, <laughs> all the time in my head, even when I'm. But you all got to hear it in double time. <laughs> Sorry to I've leave you. I've done that. Sorry to leave you there, all by <laughs> yourself. I would never do that on purpose. Uh, what was I saying? This is a pal show. We're back. The, the theme song seemed extra long. I don't know if yeah. they stretched it out. I don't know if it's just so much that we've been waiting for me to get back in the attic and do a show. I haven't done a show in the attic in weeks. Like we've been, huh. you know, traveling. Oh, that's weeks. right. You were away. Yeah. Guys, this background. It's been a while. So we are back, pals. Here, listen. Let me read you a story. We want to amplify the message that we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. We want to support each other. Each one another we want to support one another in business by building a compassionate network together so that everyone wins especially the animals <laughs> and and you know i mean this was like a mission statement i joked a couple of weeks ago but this was like an idea um that this was going to form a, a whole community which it's doing it was going to be an award show which we're doing which was kind of your I mean, this whole thing is your brainchild, but the, the Compassion Awards is something I think you've probably thought about for the longest time. And, you know, today is today represents something interesting for me, Val. Um, there's two things that scare me in life. And one of them I'll probably never tell anybody about. And the other one is showing up for my show without a guest to interview on Friday morning. So today uh-huh. we showed up almost without a guest to interview today, right? <laughs> Stabbed. I want to interview Valerie today. So <laughs> that. So so that's how this worked out. So it almost was like, oh my goodness, but we've been we've been saying for how many months like we should just do a show where you and I talk. Like imagine the hours of programming we could do if somebody recorded our cell phone conversations. Like oh, imagine God. like Sam Leibowitz, you'd have to get a whole new network here, talk radio dynamics, <laughs> all the stuff. And, and we would break our own rules. In fact, uh, on my other show, Philanthropy and Focus on Fridays, we dropped an F-bomb on the show. Which oh. we, we was like, whoa! Unheard of. Right. It was my buddy Dan. It was all good. It was okay. <laughs> uh, I, I understood it. Um, so I, I just, I want, I know you have a lot to talk about today, but I really would love for you, at your leisure, tell us the story of what drew you to this work. I mean, we, what drew you to this is, you know, what drew me to this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have any connection necessarily to this animal advocacy focus or stuff if you don't bring this to my attention. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming someone brought it to your attention. And I sort of know, but I'm assuming. I mean, let's yeah. let's <laughs> play it like we're doing a real show, like an interview show. Um, <laughs> a real so, one. A real one, like, like not like a pretend one, like I'm just making one up. But I have I have a whole bunch of questions. I want you to tell that story, but I know you have your own agenda that you want to hit upon today as well with, with regards to the Compassion Awards. So where do you want to start today? Well, look, uh, you know, I think for our listeners and especially anyone who's a new listener, I think it's really important for them to understand that this show and also our upcoming events 
wouldn't be happening if my good friend and co-host Tommy Demisa didn't like nudge me. I don't like the word push because it sounds, you know, aggressive. How about motivate? How about motivated? Motivated me. Yeah. Persuaded. Maybe persuaded. But the best thing that you did, okay, in my in my world was like you took away my excuses, you know, because I was absolutely standing in my own way, which bigger picture means that I was standing in the way of helping more animals. So at the end of the day, I didn't want to podcast because there's a video camera involved these days. And it's just always been a thing with me. I always hated cameras. I always used to walk around with a camera when I was a kid and I would be the photographer because that takes you out of the picture until now selfies were born and everyone's got a camera and they're kind of unavoidable. So, (laughs) um, you know, bottom line, this doesn't exist without you. It really doesn't. Well, I, and so I'll, take, I'll take that credit. I'll take the credit of gratitude. Should, I get it. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning and evolving to to kind of realize that I got to take gratitude and and do that for sure. I want to tell you this, Val. Now it just went away. I want to tell you this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. We ask ourselves. Who am I to who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? So you know what, Val? If I was somehow that's Marianne Williamson, I did not write that myself, gang. But a friend of mine, Joe, and I, I talk regularly, and Joe and I were talking, we were specifically talking about this quote. And you and I had a conversation, Valerie, a while back. And I remember driving, because I used to when we used to drive, I drive still, but I mean when I was on the road a lot, we used to call it like windshield time, right? I remember having a long conversation and I didn't say it as eloquently as Ms. Marianne Williams um, Williamson said it. I was more like, yo, Val, how big could we get if we get out of our own effing way is I think the way I delivered the information to you, but it was similar. And I was like, and to what you just said to me, that's years ago, but what you just said to me and I had this own block or speed bump in my own world. And I will tell you, I'm going to be real and I'm usually real in everywhere, but um sometimes i get caught up you know discounting my own value and what i bring and what i and i tell you that and some people like nonsense that's tommy d speak no sometimes really sometimes i get in my own way um and sometimes i don't realize the value i bring to the world so i would say if you feel that way too not you valerie but anybody listening try to just realize it's you can do freaking anything in this world you can make an incredible impact like Valerie and I are, and I will take the word out that I would have used a week ago, or actually that I would have used yesterday morning. I would have said, Valerie and I, yeah, we're just trying to change the world. No, we're changing the world. Like, that's what we're doing. We're not trying anything. You don't try, like Yoda told us that. My friend Joe was telling me that. You, we don't, it's not about trying. We're changing the world, and you all can change the world, too. And that's, is that a bold statement? Yeah, it is. It is a bold statement. But well, guess what? I think, Go ahead. yeah. I think that there's two things here. Number one, I believe everybody suffers from the evil self-doubt voice in your head. And every once in a while, especially if let's say you're not seeing results as quickly as you anticipated with something, you know, it's easy to doubt yourself and it's easy to kind of like slack off or whatever. Um, But I also will say that 
someone challenged me once and they were like, you know, you have such a genuine passion for this. And again, I was on this like cusp of deciding whether or not we were going to do this podcast. And um, they said to me, like, how dare you not share your gift, your passion? How dare you not give whatever education you have that maybe others don't and can learn from you? How dare you keep that to yourself? And it's I was like, it says, oh, you're, boy. you're a child of God. This is still Mary Williamson. You, you're playing small does not serve the world. So that's the point. Like, yeah. how dare us, right? How dare it, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, because you're scared, because Tommy D, because you don't want to. The, the irony of this whole thing for me, if, if irony is the right grammatical term, is that you wanted me to come on a show you used to do, and I was like, absolutely not. Not ever going to happen. <laughs> like, that was always, like, looking back, that's like six or seven years ago, but like looking back on that, mm-hmm. and I was never like very timid. I just didn't want to hear me say things that might be wrong like on your show, like maybe about like HR outsourcing or employee benefits or payroll, right? Like the point is, I know most of the things I say might not be exactly right as an adult human being. So I think as I get older, I'm realizing I don't know all the stuff. I don't know all the answers, but how dare you, how dare I rob the world of this opportunity that we're creating? Five, 600 people check into this show every week and watch it just on Facebook, whatever else on podcasts and whatnot. Yeah. So what are, we, we must be doing something right that's adding value to people. And if we didn't do that, like, like, let me give you a for instance, gang. Here's the thing. I always, I try not to always talk about personal stuff, although Val brought this up last week. So I guess we'll just bring it up. So this afternoon, um, there was a package delivered to my house with a t-shirt in it. And it was not my size. Um, even <laughs> in my best shape I'm in, uh, it, you know, it's not my size, um, because it fits an 11 year old boy. So, and it says the t-shirt says, I'm here to pet all the dogs. And <laughs> my son and I got a real kick out of that. And it was sent by one Miss Valerie Heffron. And does that child help the dog that he helped out two weeks ago on a Friday night when his old man just wanted to go home and lay on the couch and make sure that dog gets to his house? Does that child go see Regina Mendoza and work at Camp Happy Tales NYC? That ain't about me, and I'm not taking it away from what I've done. It's But Val, that's about what this creation is. And that's what this is. This is all creation. It's leaning in. It's doing the thing and maybe saying something wrong once in a while, maybe not having accurate information, but like just taking the freaking shot. Like I have this last thing I'll say, and then it's on to you. I have this little flyer. It's like a, it's a piece of something I printed out. And I printed it out for all six people who live in my house. And I'm the only one that still has it up. And it goes back to like 2017. And I'm sure I've told you about this before. It says, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Yeah. Life begins. Like, get freaking uncomfortable. Or like, <laughs> you know, what's that movie about? Uh, Shawshank? He says, yep. get busy living or get busy dying. Like, do something. Shout out to Barry Heffron checking in on Facebook. Dr. B. Well, we love uh, you. Some of us more than others. We love uh, you. <laughs> What do you have? I, I have one more for us, I guess, if you will, because this one really resonated with me. But I was I was checking out a um, another podcast um, and they were talking about affirmations. This was more of a business related thing. Right. And so I asked the question online. I said, what what's your favorite affirmation or whatever? And the guy looked into the camera. I swear I felt like he was peering into my soul. And he goes, why not you? And now 
I love that so much. Say it again. Why not you? Right on. Why not you? Why not you? You know, you, you see all these other things happening. Magic is happening all over the world every day. People are putting themselves out there. I don't care if they're crafting or writing a book or starting a restaurant or look at Rob, our last guest who, you know, decided to open up a raw food uh, place store for, for animals and he's blowing up, right? Why not us? Why not you? Why not me? I now have this on an index card in front of me and I look at it every single day because I'm like, why not you, Val? Why not you, Val? That's a great question because a lot of us put put all this extra crap in the way why we can't. How about why you can and why you should? Shout out to Marianne Williamson one more time because this little paragraph closes with this, Val. (laughs) This all just happened, everybody. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Therefore, it's our role to connect and do this stuff. It's our job because it empowers other people to lean in and do their job. We're going to do something right now that we do every week, and then we're going to do, at the same time, do something we've never done before. We're going to take a quick break as we do every week, but we've never shared our website as we go to a break, so I decided that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to go to a break. That's Tommy. No, that that's Tommy. I'm pointing at me, and that's Val. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. extra energy today i don't know why i'm so fired up shout out to dylan dylan yes i know david goggins crazy person but an incredible motivation that's our guy dylan on the other side of the glass as they say shouting to me in like the chat because reminding me of 
of Goggins. Yeah, well, that's a hell of a compliment. I appreciate it. If you ever see Goggins on the Joe Rogan show, that's wild. And then uh, Jesse Itzler actually talks about a month or so. I don't know if you saw that, Dylan, but where he li- where David Goggins moved in with him. And that's that's a wild, wild situation there. Val, I'm checking out our website that I was sharing. It doesn't say join us on our mission to try to change the world. It doesn't say that. You know what it says? It says, join us on our mission to change the world. This try nonsense is out. Shout out to my friend, Joe. You know who you are. Thank you for that inspiration yesterday in our chat. Appreciate you. What's up, Hafron? What are we doing? Let's get into it. All right. So I want to really dedicate this next 15 minutes or segment to the honorees. You did ask me a question though, and I feel compelled to answer it because I know there's other people out there similar to you and I who, you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? So five or six years ago, roughly, I went to a protest that caught my attention. Very simple. It was for the animals. And silly, naive, ignorant me at that time thought I was going to go to one protest, hold up a sign, and leave. And then I would be done. But I did meet someone at that protest who really kind of took me under her wing and said, look, you don't understand the power of your own voice. And animal welfare is 100% political. And that is totally true. If you think of anything out there, there are laws about, you know, not leaving your, your dog in a car if you go into a store and it's 100 degrees outside or whatever. There's temperature laws, there's tethering laws, there's animal abuse laws. It's all political. Those laws have to be passed by our legislators. And what she said to me that day resonated. She goes, you brought 10 people to this protest. That's like unheard of. She, she was like, you have to get involved. And as soon as I understood that there's a connection that I could help with, like it, once you make the connection that your voice is powerful, then all of a sudden you feel responsible. You're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that like I should be paying attention to these issues, right? So anyway, but let me ask you, how did that affect? Because we're connectors, like we can show up at an event with 10 people. That's sort of what we do, right? Like people would follow us. But how did that did that inspire you? Did it did it empower you? Did it make you feel responsible? Like, yeah, shoot, or another word I would have said if we weren't recording, but oh shoot, like maybe (laughs) this is actually my calling. Like, did did you feel that? At that point in time, I just felt more, I felt curious. And I, I felt beholden to the issue because I am an animal lover. And I was like, I should be doing more. You're right. And so once someone starts to make that connection and then they start getting the information that empowers them, it's like they take off and, and you see all of these amazing things happening. People start different charities or organizations. People start petitions. They start advocating. And that's what we really want to do. We want to, like you always say, we're here to learn. I learn every single week that I'm on the show. We're here to educate others. And we're here to advocate for the voiceless because they can't do it. <laughs> they, they have no choice, you know? And I have a great t-shirt. It says, uh, you know, we would save ourselves if we could, the animals. Yeah, I got so, that. It's anyway. like, like a quote and it says like the animals, like on the bottom. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like they said, know. yeah, those are their words, right? Yeah. Right. Since the business is sending T-shirts to my house, I would like, <laughs> I would like, I'm putting in an order. I would like that one. So, Gosh. so you, you, 
it, it took you though, right? I mean, because I, I like some people listening in, and we, I promise, we're gonna have time to get into all the stuff you want to get into today. But I, I know because sometimes we're on a phone call, and you're like, you don't even understand what happened today. There was this fill in the blanks cat stuck. This part, this not person, this cat lost, or this person was trying to save this animal over here, and. I got involved and I, and this is Valerie, I'm doing quotes of Valerie now. And I got involved and I made this call. And like, honestly, sometimes you're pissed off for greatness, as I like to say, but you're pissed off because either you, you hit something head on and you couldn't get it fixed or whatever, or you're, you're still in the mix. I mean, this is a lifestyle thing for you. And for a lot of the people we now hang around with, and certainly you've hung around with for a while, this is part of your, it, it's your thing, right? Well, yes, because, you know, you realize there's a lot of injustices. There's a lot of things that just won't make sense. So, for example, the protest that I went to, it, it didn't end favorably for the animals. We ended up protesting three times in front of the same place. And it, it, once, once you have your eyes open to how unfair things are that are in the hands of elected officials, and it's a simple, quick, easy fix. Like they could do it with a phone call. You start to get pissed. Exactly. And then- You're crazy, right? Like just like I know there's one story. I, think, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show. I'll I'll ask you about it. Maybe we get into this. But like, there's just some things like like literally could just be like a phone call or a flick yeah. of a switch, and yeah. like that thing could be resolved. But just for some reason, it's not. It's political reasons. So let me just paint the picture. I'll do it quickly. There was a gentleman who used to work for the town of Hampstead. And he worked at the landfill for like 15 or 17 years. I don't remember the exact number. There was a colony of cats that he took care of. He got them spayed and neutered. He fed them every single day. He gave them fresh water. He he named them. He had names for every single one of them. There was like 38 cats. 38 names? He remembers them. I don't remember. I know one was Callie. But anyway, so the bottom line is that he had a falling out with an at the time elected official and then a few months after that, he retired. But he continued to go to the Oceanside, New York landfill every single day for six months to feed the animals that he cares about. And by the way, that was open to the public. That was a place where people would go to get like a recycle bin or like a composter. This was a place you could drive into, pick up, whatever. So then one day, in the summer, like the heat, you know, the dead hot summer, they told, they met him at the gate and they said, you're no longer allowed to come onto this property to feed the cats. If you try to come on here, we're gonna have you arrested. So now this thing kind of went viral. He, he did a video, he wasn't even on Facebook. He had no idea about technology and stuff like that, but somebody else who knew about his plight stuck him in front of the camera. The video went viral, the press covered it. And we started protesting. The goal was let the guy back onto the property and let him take care of his cats. Who cares? He's going into his own wallet. It's not costing anyone any money. This was just out of spite. Like just, just they just didn't want him to do it just to be jerks. In my opinion, yes. Yeah. Now I started with one protest. Like I said, we didn't get our way. So now I went to my first town board meeting, and and between the first protest and the second protest, the town put up signs, they made it close to the public. They said, no trespassing, you'll be arrested. This is the place I ended up kayaking to. I remember, like in that video, <laughs> yeah. one of our first guests, uh, Tina Traster, right? Yes, and yeah. and 
because it was cruel. And I couldn't, I couldn't bear the thought of these animals in July going without fresh water and, and food. So, so I, I act over there and did what? Well, I looked for that. I was looking for them. I was looking also because the town claimed that they were being well taken care of. I searched the area for food bowls, water bowls. I didn't find anything. I went back again and Barry and I jet skied over and I jumped off the jet ski and went onto the property. I'm crazy. Oh, wait, okay? I'm really, all kidding aside, I, I don't, and I know when you say you're crazy, like you, you mean it because you're passionate, but, um, but all kidding aside, I mean, what was like, this is early on. You just started getting in, how, like, how long were you involved with this before the kayak and the jet ski thing? Oh, uh, like two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. And you're already like, like, you know, like doing like a, you know, going out there kayaking. <laughs> and now it's now we're six years into this this journey of right? here we are yeah, yeah but the other frustrating part was that the town tried to say the reason that they closed um they no longer it was no longer a public area is that it wasn't safe uh-huh. so for well, that's decades that's something that they could say that that well that's yeah. what we, it's in your own interest Ms. Heffron that we don't want uh, you skiing over here it's not safe for you we want we don't want you to get hurt right so then I started getting annoyed and I, I went back to another meeting and I said, like into the microphone, I said, what happens that suddenly and pretty much overnight, this property is now unsafe, a property that has been open to the public for decades. And I got a little sarcastic. I remember I said, are there lions now? Are there tigers? Is the boogeyman there? Is there a cartel? Like, I was like, like furious. That, I was, did, did they like your sarcasm? Probably not, right? I, I know that the people on the side of the animals loved it. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm I'm saying this to like at the time it was the town attorney, and I was just like, this is ridiculous. We're just trying to make sure that these cats don't starve to death, you know. And okay, so fast forward, um, I got sucked in. I really did. And because again, one phone call, and the gates could have been opened, and the guy could have fed his cats, and it would have been over, over, you know. But then one thing leads to another. You hear about other injustices. You meet the people who I call pet avengers, the people who don't give up, the people who, you know, fight against the wrong issues, like, you know, the wrongful euthanization of of a friendly dog, you know, an adoptable animal. And they fight against, you know, laws that are, are just, you know, ludicrous. They're ludicrous. So the bottom line is, if you love animals, like, like I do, and you haven't been made aware or you're not up to speed on laws and ordinances and which legislate which legislators are in favor of of improving the world for the animals this is where we need you they need you you know they need you to learn about the stuff and then to use your voice because it absolutely can make a difference and i know we have to go to break but tommy Demisa, i'm just going to remind you of the difference that you just helped to make because you were unaware of this stuff. And then as you learned, you became aware of, uh, you know, the anti-puppy mill legislation that was proposed and you worked hard and you did great things to help move that bill to be passed. So it can happen. You know, we just have to really all spread the message, give people the education and then let them advocate. 
I love it. I say really cool words sometimes, gang, but I'm just going to break this down for you. How big could we play if we could just get out of our own freaking way? And then you put like quotes around it and you say, Tommy D. That's what, how big could you get if you got out of your own freaking head? That's what I'm working towards. That's what Valerie and I are working towards. We're changing the freaking world just like you can. We're all connected. That sounds like that old New York telephone commercial. We're all connected. No, but we are. And our responsibility is for each other. And for each other doesn't mean just the humans. It's the other species that, as Valerie says, are voiceless and cannot stand up and protect themselves. So Val, when we come back, I want you to tell us what was the inspiration for the awards program that we're having. And then let's talk about those folks that are our honorees. We will be right back. This is Pals, the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. We'll see you in a minute. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. pals professionals and adam lover show and we're back it's funny about like i watch facebook on the left monitor i watch us on this monitor and then i play like other things that i'm going to read off of on the, the monitor on my right hand side and when you turn off your video it's only like giant face tommy d like as we reach <laughs> until until you turn your video on again um so i want to see if i could post something um and i'm going to try to work on it behind the scenes because we just this is totally we do the real right here this is the real show um, yeah, so you want to share me... that post. You know what I'm looking for? I want you to talk about the Compassion Awards. I want you to talk about mm-hmm. our honorees. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to find that. I, I might have to grab it from somewhere, like that flyer we put up with the honorees on it. But I'm going to look for it while you start getting into Compassion. Okay. I can pull it off on my own. I'll let you know. Yeah. So, um, look, you asked me about the inspiration for the Compassion Awards. And, you know, I've said this before, um, especially to Barry, but like, I feel like for the first time, I'm really experiencing one of those 
moments in life. It's more than a moment now. It's almost a year, but like where everything is just coming together and it makes so much sense. So 11 years, I ran a business networking organization. Tommy knows this. He was one of my customers. We became friends. Um, networking is just in my nature. I love connecting people. I love I love getting calls that it has translated to business. I love seeing relationships develop. Um, and of course, obviously, I have a real affinity for the animals. So now this show, what it became about, because you just meet the most incredible people when you're doing things like standing at a protest or when you are going to a municipal meeting, you meet other animal lovers and they all have the same thing in common. So the message is, why don't we take it to the next level and support each other in all of our ventures? So whether it's you're in a rescue and we can support you by sharing your fundraiser or volunteering, or whether you own a pizzeria like our, our first guest, Reno Di Maria. And Yo, you never had pickled pizza. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I was delivered to my house on January 6th. Reno was on the show September 1st. January 6th, it was delivered to my house. That pizza is top notch. But but I feel very strongly that if we all knew like what businesses and um, uh, efforts that animal lovers have, we as animal lovers would want to support them. It's the same concept as supporting someone who's running for office, who's a big animal lover and has a vision for how they're going to improve laws. So if we're gonna support these people, why not support you know, a lawyer who loves loves animals and is up to speed on how pet laws can affect your divorce. Shout out to Shayla Ramos of Haranian, uh, Whistleman and Haranian. You know, if I just spoke to a guy today, <laughs> oh my God, he is actually the owner of um, a few funeral homes. And he, get this, he has a therapy dog. So when people are coming in to like plan the details of the wake and the services and, and, you know, getting the cards printed, you know, there's a therapy dog available. If you want the dog there and you can pet it, the story that he told me brought me to tears. I literally was crying at like 10 o'clock this morning because I think it's such a wonderful thing to offer because nobody, nothing will love you back unconditionally like a dog or, or an animal. Okay. So yes, let's put it this way. Had it, had my choice been around when my father had passed, I would have loved to go to a funeral parlor who had a therapy dog because my father was a big animal lover. That's where this all really started. And, and you know what? And I would find comfort in that. So these are people that like, I really believe if other animal lovers knew about, they would want to support in business as well. So this is what we're doing. We're shining a light on compassionate people. I think the world needs more compassion. I don't think it's a, it's a choice. Like some people say, I don't have time to worry about animals or why should I care about animals? There's enough problems in the world with children or, you know, people in general. It's not a one or the other thing. And in fact, I feel it's very related because if you look at crime stats, you know, a lot of violent criminals, they, they started off by abusing animals. So this is a problem that is connected and we have to make the world a better place. So anyway, okay. I want to share, can I share my screen while you're talking? Yeah. Why don't you talk about these three individuals? That's what, yes. How we okay. got to know them, how, how you got to know them, how, you well, know. Well, let's flip flop. You can take the first one. 
Well, I mean, the first one is Renee, who um, is on the list. Hey! So I, I don't, you know, Renee's been on the show, but um, the, the, what I know about Renee, Renee Kraft, is that when uh, when Betty White passed away at, uh, well, how old was she? Like 100 or almost 100? Almost 100, yeah. And, you know, uh, Mike Francesa and Chris Russo on the fan used to say, hey, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'd sign for that. I'd sign for that. Like Russo, you know, used to like, rah, 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 like, I would, I would sign for a hundred right now. Standing here at forty-four in the attic, I sign for a hundred, like meaning, <laughs> or or ninety-nine in a few days short of a hundred. But you know, Renee made this declaration that when Betty White passed, she was going to go out and and TNR a hundred cats in tribute. And but she outdid herself, as I read what we're sharing um, on Facebook. She did one hundred and fifty. She TNR'd one hundred and fifty cats. TNR Val. Break down the acronym for them again, please, if you could. I want to show you the other Trap movie. new to release. Trap new to release. I've said trap new to return. I've said trap new to replace. Because I forget that. I know we're supposed to bring them back to the same spot we got them. So it's trap new to release, right? Return. But it's, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. it you know, release, I return. Wanna, it, the thing is, I could, it, I'll, they'll make me sneeze. So I can't keep the cat around too long. After right. we, and the end but the other thing about renee and this is not mentioned in this flyer but um in addition to doing that she she does hundreds she tnrs hundreds of cats and kittens every single year she goes into her wallet for a lot of it and she at any given time will have like 10 or 20 kittens in her garage that she helps to get adopted and it's not it's not easy to, to just go back first of all kudos on the kitten piece too but it's not easy to get the TNR done, which I'm learning, you know, because it's not, you know. Yeah, no, it's not. It's the really funding, not. The availability, and then you, you know, you show up with 10 cats and things like that. And that's a whole other thing. We got to talk to the county of, uh, the town of, town of Hempstead is right, is where we've. It's about. scheduling and it's, you know, there's a lot of limitations, but, but the it's other thing. It's a big deal. It's not a joke. A hundred's a big number to begin with, but it's not, it's yeah. also like, hey, let me just roll up to the vet. And it's easy peasy. It's not. Right. And these no, people- it takes a lot of planning. And the other thing about Renee, I don't think it's on the flyer, but how I actually connected with her was um, we were in a big, arduous battle with the town of Hempstead to have them reopen the TNR program that they closed for during COVID. Now, we understood why they closed it. Obviously, everything was closed. But when things were reopening, and you had all these politicians that were um, having press conferences. They, they were calling on the governor to reopen gyms. They were calling on the governor to reopen uh, restaurants and things were opening, but not the TNR program, which everyone really so desperately need, needed. Um, so Renee is also an animal advocate and I have the utmost respect for her. Um, oh, so, yeah. Then we have another, uh, let's skip over to John and leave John for last, because I've had a lot of fun, <laughs> like when John, you can see this on the monitor, right, Val? I want to make sure I'm sharing yeah. the right screen, because yeah. I look at my monitors, I'm seeing something different over here. All right, so I want to skip over John, because we started talking about pickle pizza, and, you know, mm-hmm. our first ever on this badass, I said a bad word, this badass show, Paul Pals, the first ever name of an episode, episode one, was called Puppy Mill Thugs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, that's a really badass name for this show. But mm-hmm. it was a situation where our friend Reno and uh, he was he came across some guys who were delivering Puppy Mill puppies to a pet store. And he confronted these guys, which 
first of all, get out of your comfort zone. You know, there's a bunch of dudes with a truck and he confronts them and asks them what they're doing. And, you know, a, uh, a melee ensues, you know, there was some sh shenanigans going on and, and he was injured and, um, he, but just he, beat up. But he, he got beat up. He put himself out there. He put himself out there and he took a chance on behalf of, as we say, the voiceless. So, so Val's like, all right, so first time we do the show, I want to have Reno on. Joanne's Gourmet Pizza, Rosalind, New York. Again, pickle pizza, check it out. Call me, I'll buy you a slice. I think you have to buy a whole pie. I don't think they sell by the slice. We'll talk about that. But, you know, we had, Val and I had this idea and we said, well, when Reno comes on the show, and this was like when we we're still making up what the show was, was like, we said, well, we should have him bring on somebody else maybe who runs a rescue or somehow involved with, with the work aside from, you know, so we have the business person and we have the, the, uh, the person the, the this um the person doing the work in the space as well so that's how we met regina and then like subsequently and i want you to tell about regina because camp happy tales nyc but i went out there with my son yes the same son who got the t-shirt today but i went there, out there and we did a day of service we did day number nine 60 days of service out there in queens and i met this dog eddie milo who does not have the use of his hind legs and there's this really cool picture which i think you've seen val with fortunately my son had my phone at the time and i was walking eddie milo down the street like in like i don't know sometime last year maybe it was like october maybe it was yeah, early. probably october probably october, october november. november it was but warm. regina regina also deserves look there's a lot of rescues you know and it's very hard the hardest thing for me about these honorees was choosing just three um but regina has the highest standards of care. And I'm a big believer in if you're going to adopt an animal, adopt it from a place that is doing the right things for the animal for several reasons. Like, you, you know, you want to bring an animal into your home who's been treated well, it reduces behavior uh, pro problems. You know, you can feel good about where your money, the adoption fee is going to support uh, more efforts that are doing great things for the animals. And so, she runs a very tight ship. We all know this. She gets these animals exercised and socialized every single day, multiple times that they go out four times a day for several hours. They have they have quality food that's provided to them, not just like the cheap stuff on sale. They have essential oils. She, oh, yeah. Eddie Milo, the dog with the wheels, he gets aqua therapy once a week. Oh, it's wonderful. It's, it is unbelievable. You gotta get out there. You know, you haven't been there. You you just I think know this from stories and, and whatnot. But when yeah. you know what, well, here. also from her, but but the other thing I would say is to recognize the difference of another like some rescues, they have kennels. Um, and you know, it's a physical location that staff go and show up and they volunteer there. This so, is in her house. This is this woman's house, and we do have to go to break in a second. We'll talk about John D. Leonardo, our third honorary, third, three, yeah. three, when we come back. Wow. But I've been there. And talk about running a tight ship, and I shout out to Regina, because I've said this so many times in the show, and I mean this with all the love. You run a tight ship, you're militant, and that's awesome, because it's all in the interest of the animals. And we had a conversation where we were considering adopting one of these dogs for Regina's yeah. place, and we went through that because of some stuff here. Family-wise, it wasn't really the right time, and it hasn't been the right time for us to get a dog yet. But and I said, yeah, Val. Um, however, it was going through that process, and take me. Uh, let's go on Facetime. Walk me around your house, guys. 
talking to my wife and I, I don't know if that fence is high enough. You might want to consider getting a higher fence in that section of the yard. And what's show me the upstairs, show me the downstairs, show me the attic where, well, the dog's never coming in the attic, Gina, but show me that. And that kind of stuff. And it was yeah, like, they are. No, I'm goofing. <laughs> but that's the thing. like, it was that level of detail and concern yep. that yep. she had for yep. the animal. I mean, it was not, it was a before, way before we got to that FaceTime, uh, what, yeah, FaceTime, right? That FaceTime or Zoom thing when I was walking the phone around the house, it was, it was a whole application that we had to fill out. It was no joke. And that is, and again, out of her house, in the basement of the house. And it's, I get, I was, we took like a break, my son and I, and she's like, guys, like, what are you doing? And I'm volunteering, Val. She's yeah. like, guys, I'll get a broom and like clean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right. Very cool. Right. You got it. We do have to go to a break. John D. Leonardo is our third honoree. We'll talk about it when we come back. Val, I want you to talk about that. I love this. I'm like interviewing you. I'm like setting you up. <laughs> We're gonna talk about this. It's so cute. So like when we talk about it, we'll talk about John, because I know you and John go way back. Let's talk about our sponsors too. And that's what I was gonna say. And then I want you to talk about our sponsors and let people know that there are still sponsorships available for the mm -hmm. Compassion Awards. Mm -hmm. I'm out of breath. This is Palace. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. like physically like i leave like i left my house and i moved into an apartment like i'm watching myself on the other screen valve and i'm constantly in motion i'm like swaying back and forth and i'm still watching me now stand next to you valerie i feel like you're one of our guests come off mute val join the conversation please how that happened right that oh happened my oh my oh god no so, so <laughs> check out val. tell it tell let's talk about john de leonardo i'll share that screen again how'd you meet john and then let's roll that into kind of gratitude for our sponsors and then what else is out there for sponsors? Yeah, right. so John DiLeonardo has become a great friend. He's one of the greatest friends to the animals. And I met him originally at a protest 
against, uh, there was in Oceanside, New York, and again, um, there were, um, uh, there was a fundraiser that was having a circus, the Cole Brothers Circus come in and John is very well versed. First of all, he's like an anthrozoologist. Um, he's very familiar with the practices, the inhumane practices that circuses have deployed for forever. Um, how to train these animals to do these tricks. I mean, if you think about it, tigers are not really supposed to be played with and, and performing animals. Elephants are not supposed to do handstands. Like this is not stuff that comes naturally to them. This is stuff that they get tortured to learn. Um, anyway, we were successful uh, on multiple levels that year. They, they stopped using the circuses. Um, I've seen him get involved on so many different issues. You know, um, there was an inhumane contractor uh, that was doing, instead of um, for geese control, instead of humanely like rubbing the eggs or whatever with some oils so that they wouldn't continue to hatch and hatch and hatch, um, this there was a woman that was allegedly seen, um, you know, trying to drown ducklings and geeslings or whatever the right term is, but he's so boots on the ground. Like, where's, sorry, that, what? where's that evil come from? I don't, I don't like, where, like, where do you like, not, that like, I can't person, answer. Like, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go. I mean, I'm telling you something about because of what we do here together. I went fishing last week and let me just try and move my words around. I went fishing last week and because of what we do here together, I felt like part of me felt guilty like i felt like what am i doing and and that's like a strange thing i i feel i now i'm gonna get myself in trouble i feel sometimes like i go i have been known to frequent not frequent that's twice a year maybe go to the racetrack to see horses and I don't know if I feel good about that anymore, which means I don't feel good about that anymore. So that's this show. That's I used to love the racetrack. I used to go to Saratoga with Barry and we would go to the wishing well and eat a delicious meal. And we would go to the hat stores and we would we would play some horses. And I actually got lucky quite a few times at the tracks and it was super you exciting. Won, you won money on the horses. Yes. Oh, sorry. Right. That's okay. right. I gamble. And what I'm trying, look, we're all on our own paths, you know, and journeys. And what I love about John, and this is another reason he deserves to be recognized, is because he does not bash you over the head and try to make you see things his way. He doesn't try to make you feel like a horrible person if you don't do things his way. He educate, talk about educate. He educates people. He encourages people and he does it with the power of his knowledge and his compassion. And this guy, if anyone, you know, I mean, I don't want to say if we only chose one honoree, it would be him. But what I am saying is that he was the first person to come to mind because this is all he does. You think I'm active? This is all he does every single day, rescues wildlife, advocates, effectively gets legislation passed and you know, he gets things done. So I really, you know, I'm going really... to, I'm going to share the organizations uh, for Regina's organization and John's organization. I'll yeah. share that on Facebook on the, on the feed we're doing right now. Okay. And I, want, I want you to get some other folks in the mix right now that you want to talk yeah. about. So let's talk about our sponsors because I can't even believe the time it is, but 
our first sponsor, we have to shout out the first person who was like, I want to sponsor before we even knew what our sponsorship levels were. Um, Carolyn, Carolyn Josephs. Did I do that right? Yes. Carolyn yes, Josephs. Okay. And, and she does SEO. CJ Designs is the name of her company. She's a super compassionate person who loves the animals. She knows what she's doing. And I don't understand SEO. I don't want to understand SEO. If you have a business and a website and you need SEO, Carolyn is a great person to reach out to. Um, second person. Oh my God. Homes by Mara. Mara Navaretta. So Mara, who is a very successful uh, owner of a real estate brokerage company in Syosset, Long Island, she's big with rescues. She does like adoption drives and adoption events at her place of business, which is so smart and creative. And she also has like one of her agents is one of my dearest friends, Jackie Dworkin, another big animal lover. And, you know, they're, they're just really compassionate, good people. So thank you, Mara, for sponsoring our champagne level sponsor. Um, whew, next up. Wow, when is this event? The event is October 11th and it's at the Refuge in Melville. There will be vegan options galore. Uh, we have gift bag giveaways. We have great sponsors. We have um, obviously a room full of pet parents and animal lovers. And if you really want to have a, a great network of people, you just have to come because these people are amazing. I got to um, check my calendar. I'd love to be there. I got to check my calendar. Ha. Uh -huh. <laughs> do you want to do the next three? The uh, others? I'd like you, I'd like you to do it because I'm moving around okay. a lot of stuff here. Uh, okay, holy moly, the time is flying. Um, so okay, we also have a personal injury law firm, Oliveri Schwartz, our dear friend Paul Oliveri, who is a spectacular lawyer, but also just a really great person. Um, and we've been friends with them. We've gone out to dinner with them and they are legitimately animal lovers. So if you, you know, God forbid, have a family member, anyone who gets into an automobile accident or a slip and fall, you know, Paul Oliveri is a great person to work with. Um, I've referred him my own family members. That's how much I trust him. Uh, also, we have uh, another lawyer, Donna Fiorelli of um, Donna Fiorelli and Associates. I'm so bad at this. Esquire, One of the, she's a lawyer. And John she, does she does lawyering. She's lawyering. She is a prior guest. She does uh, bankruptcy law, foreclosure defense, um, and also some real estate. And she is a canon. I mean, like a total firecracker. And she also wants to get more involved with animal advocacy, music to my ears. Um, we also have another law firm. Law firms love us. Go yes. figure. Um, Whistleman and Heronian is sponsoring our fabulous event. Um, they are matrimonial family law. And one of their associates came onto our show and she spoke to us about how the pet laws changed recently in the state of New York regarding matrimonial, which is a good thing because now they're no longer considered property in the eyes of, um, mm -hmm. you know, getting a divorce and um, family law. So they're also sponsoring and I highly encourage, we have more sponsors coming in, but we haven't, we're not ready to announce them just yet. So probably next week. But I also really, really, really want to encourage everybody to visit our sponsor tables and get to know those people. Because I'm telling you, just like when I'm in New York in a couple of weeks, I'm going straight to Joanne's Gourmet Pizza. And I am totally going to like throw it down with, with Reno. Hopefully he's there. I don't know. Wow. Tommy, you want to meet me there? 
<laughs> I mean, so it's funny. I actually will not be on the island that day. Oh, that, that's right. But I am going to, but things are moving around. And apparently there's a baseball game or two baseball games in the Bronx, that particular week that you're referring to. And our team from Queens is playing in the Bronx. And <laughs> I don't know, there might be a Tommy D sighting in the Boogie Down Bronx that week. <laughs> you will see. I'm threatening the Bronx with a good time. I am. But I I mean, the Mets did beat the Yankees twice. For those of you who are listening right now, shout out to Mick Collins, because if you're not listening now, I know you listen later. Let's go Mets, baby. That's what I got to say, because I know Mick named it Mickey Mantle is a big Met. No, he's oh, not. that's cool. He's a, huge, he's a huge Yankee fan. I'm kidding with him. Uh, I thought it was named after Tom Collins. Tom Collins. What? How would he be named after Tom Collins? It's a joke. Oh, I don't get the joke. We're out of time. I have like six more <laughs> things to say and, and I'm confused now. This show is called Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. It's been an honor to interview you on the program today, Valerie Hefron. <laughs> we, we hope to have you back sometime, maybe next week, even if you're available. We'd love to get you back. Some guy, Barry, figured out how to do something. He did the, the Pet Avenger thing on oh, Facebook. Like a oh, little, he did like an emoji. Hef. I don't know how he did it. We'll have to ask him later. What must be like an internet genius. I got to leave you with a couple of things. I got some thank yous I want to shout out. But I, before I do that, I'll say this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Dot, dot, dot. Thank you, Marianne Williams, for your inspiration. Thank you, Dylan Nelson, for being here today, taking care of things behind the scenes. Thank you for your inspiration. You, you thought we inspired you. You inspired us. Talk about Goggins. Makes me go to a whole nother planet in my brain. Well, there's planets in your brain. That's right. All right. I leave you with this. <laughs> what? The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. That's from our friend Gandhi. Make it a great day, everybody. Look Yay, at Gandhi. Keep in touch with us. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn 
educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.